Hi everyone, uh, so before we start the episode, I just wanted to uh, make a quick exciting announcement. Uh, we actually, over the last week, got our very first patron on Patreon. Uh, her name is Rosie Chavez. She is way cooler than anybody else I know, and she decided to donate $10 a month to the 40s on 40s Patreon, which is awesome, and we super appreciate it, and you're the best, and you'll be getting a sticker in the mail soon. So there you go. Uh, if you are interested in joining our Patreon, you totally can uh, for any amount you want. It's pretty sick. Just go to www.patreon.com slash 40s on 40s. You can find all kinds of cool different tiers uh, depending on how much you donate. We'll like give you stuff. We'll whisper sweet nothings in your ear. Uh, we might even answer some questions you have. So go check it out. So www.patreon.com slash 40s on 40s. Thank you again to Rosie Chavez for your very generous contribution. And uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Cheers. Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. Because 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello one, hello all. Another welcome to another... Rambunctious episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm the Fire Master. <laughs> and today we're going to count down more songs from the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> Funny you should come on, Fire Master, because uh, the billboards are so hot. <laughs> it is I who makes it such. Damn. Um, that's really cool to meet you, finally, in person. I think we've felt your presence here many times, but um, never really... Never really got to got to meet the man behind the flames, <laughs> you know. Man, man. Hello, this is Josh. Sorry to confuse you all. Uh, it was me the whole time. Oh, Josh, yeah, there you are. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I have a story that just Wield happened. the flames. <laughs> the flames of power and music and metal. Dude, flames of metal. That's even more metal than I intended it to be. Um, I have a story, and I don't know whether we should crack the crack the cold ones open first, or if I should just tell the story first. We should crack them open. All right. Uh, well, in that case, Josh, what do we got here today? We got Bud Ice continuing <laughs> the theme of Bud. I thought you'd like that. Uh, you know, we gotta do the three for three <laughs> if we did the other two in a row. So, cheers, cheers. Bud. Mm. Wow, this is much more potent than the other two, actually. I I like this. I'm kind of surprised. It's like a little bit maltier. Um, Possibly. Yeah, it tastes a little, yeah. It tastes like different than normal. Well, actually, we talked about this last episode. I don't really know if I'd be able to tell the difference, but it definitely doesn't taste like other buds. It's weird, like, usually when I take the first sip... Of our forty, mm-hmm. like you know, when you have a headache, like you're, you have like a, you know, sometimes there's this throbbing pain. <laughs> yes. Um, when I take a sip of like the forties for the first time, or like alcohol, there's like a really mild form of that throbbing, but it's pleasure instead of pain. Oh. And it's just like it's weird. It's like it feels like my brain is like releases like chemicals that are saying, "This is good. Huh. This is pleasing." You know, I think it's I... strange. I feel like I get that, but in, like, the back of my throat, like, where my taste buds are. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like something that swells up. 
That's interesting, though. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a mild headgasm. Huh. Brain gasm. I don't know. Well, beer, like, has chemicals that, like, do stuff to your brain. So, you know, maybe it's just the chemicals entering... I don't know. I don't know either. I had a biopsych class a while ago. Mm-hmm. I could be remembering totally wrong, but I think she said something like, when you have alcohol, like, immediately things get released in your brain that are, like, you know, telling you something. Hmm. Um, like pleasure I th- sensors? I think it was related to pleasure, but she also said, she said that... You can build a tolerance in terms of, like, the effects, the amount of alcohol it takes to have the effects of being drunk, but that doesn't change, like, your actual blood alcohol level. Got it. So you can't, like, legally just, oh, I have a high tolerance, I can drink more. Like, it doesn't work like that. But it does work like that in terms of just, like, the other mental and, like, uh, you know, behavioral effects of alcohol. Right. Which I, I don't know I definitely feel like that's real because yeah I have I definitely have to drink more than I used to like years ago to like feel the same drunkenness yeah same um, <clears throat> I've always had a pretty high tolerance but when I'm like when I drink consistently then yeah I have to drink more to get to get actually like buzzed um, it's actually interesting you say that because. I feel like a lot of people with high tolerances are like, oh, that means, like, I could drink more, and, and, like, when I get buzzed is, like, the equatable level, but it's, like, you're still putting the same amount of, like, liquid in your body, so that makes sense. Yeah. That blood alcohol content is the same. I mean, it's basically, she compared it, it's just, like, a drug, like, to get those same highs, you just need to keep drinking more. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not as, like, intense or as, like, severe as drugs. Yeah. Anyway... There's a wonderful story Seth is going to share <laughs> share with us now. So, before this episode started, and after me and Josh sent each other uh, bird-related landing messages that we were at our spot... You just cracked me up. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote the eagle has landed, and then the one that got... The first one you wrote really got me. You said the condor is nearing its, its approach. <laughs> <laughs> that was me being like, I'm five out. <laughs> <laughs> Then I then I said then I typed back the falcon is pitched. Then I said like the hawk is circle did I say the hawk is circling or something like that? It was that's, funny. That's even funnier. <laughs> you said something else though. You said the hawk is uh let me see. Yeah, what did I say? You said the hawk is soon to roost. Oh, the hawk is soon to roost. Oh, man, that works, too. Um, well, after we were done doing that, I arrived, and I was like, hey, Josh, I see we need to use the bathroom. And so we walked to uh, Yield Buffalo Wild Wings, and I got in a stall, and I was doing my thing, and uh, a guy got in after me, and... He, (laughs) I heard him sit down and, you know, like he was doing his thing and then he was just like vocalizing like a lot. (laughs) Like, like, you know, he was just like, oh, fuck. Like, just like, you know, like pained, like this really sucks. Maybe it burned. And so I was, and so I don't know why I did this, but at the moment I was like, dude, you're going to be all right. Just hang in there. (laughs) Like I said that I was like, you're going to be all right, dude. Just hang in there. And, <laughs> and I, for two seconds, there was a pause, and I heard this 
man, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I'm just just sending some goodwill, man. Sorry. <laughs> what an asshole. I know. I was like, bro. Damn. There, but it reminded me that there is like a, a code in bathrooms where you're not supposed to talk. Um, but I thought that was really funny because I was like, like sending condolences. But I feel like in a bathroom, it's not like a, like you can't. Like you just have to tough it out. I don't know. Maybe he was embarrassed. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, because I don't think he thought that anyone was in the stall next to him. Right. Um, because I was, you know, sitting in relative silence when he entered, so I don't think he noticed. And <laughs> so I think when I said something, maybe it startled him. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I get. I probably shouldn't have said anything, but um, anyway, I thought that was funny. And then, like, as I was leaving, I was like, oh, shit, what if he comes out of the stall... Because, like, I definitely finished first. Mm-hmm. And so I was washing my hands, and I was like, yo, if he comes out, this is going to be mad awkward. Because he's going to see the dude that was like, it's okay, little buddy. Like, he's going to see that guy. Yeah. But he didn't come out. He was probably, honestly, he was probably holding the rest in until I left. Yeah. Because at that point, he was like, yeah. I don't want this motherfucker saying anything else. Yeah. So, anyway, moral of the story is, even though it's tempting... Probably best to keep your mouth shut in the bathroom. Yeah, I can understand how he'd be embarrassed. Yeah. Um, he, maybe he thought I was being condescending, but I was actually legitimately like, dude, like, it's gonna be all right, dude. Yeah. Because he was vocalizing, like, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So I was like, shit, maybe he's drunk and he's just, like, trying to work through it, you know? <laughs> but. Yeah, a lot of... I've experienced... Um, I have two little short stories about that. Like, one, they're both... Okay, I was in seventh grade, and some, like, small sixth grader was getting picked on outside of school, after, yeah. after school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, some kids were kind of, like, messing with him, and then, like, I think they shoved him into the ground, and I was, like, 100 feet away. Yeah. And I was, like, walking towards him, and, like, by the time... Like, so they kind of shoved him down and just, like, left, and he was, like, kind of, like, sort of whimpering to himself on the ground. Yeah. And I was, like, kind of walking, and when I started to approach him, I was like, hey, man, you okay? Yeah. And he's just like, shut up, you bitch, you motherfucker. He just started cussing me out. Oh, shit. And I was like, damn, like, he probably just felt, like, ashamed or embarrassed. Yeah. Just went to that place. And it's, I don't know. Was Was it him getting wailed on by, like, multiple people? It was, like, one or two kids. They were, they might have been the same age, but they were bigger than him. Oh, okay. But, um, I was, like, kind of far, but I saw they kind of, like, shoved him down, and they just left, and so... Like, I got there, and he was just by himself. But anyway, Mm. there was that, and then, like, I think in 10th grade, we were, it was, like, during PE, like, I can't remember what exactly happened, but I think some kid fell or, like, slid outside and, like, kind of scraped his knee a little bit, and, like, he also started to sort of whimper and cry, Mm. and then, um... So, I don't think he knew people were around. Maybe he was just, like, all up in himself. But Gabe and I were kind of near, and then Gabe's like, Hey, man, like, dude, you all right? And the guy literally goes, Shut up, you pussy. And he, like, had this weird pause between the and the uzzy. Is it because he was in, like, too much pain, so he couldn't say the word? Yeah. And so, but anyway, I think it's just, like, these dudes who are, like, feel embarrassed. They don't want people to see them cry or in pain or, like, beat up. It's fucked up, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it, I feel like a lot of that's, like, conditioning and, yeah. you know, that shit. I don't know, man. I mean, I was always bullied, and I feel like if anyone had ever been, like, dude, you're all right, I would have appreciated it. 
Um, but you know, I think I think I also like didn't really have a lot of an ego to lo- to like care about losing. So I feel like I would have been more like, yeah, like I'll accept the help. That's great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. He's probably just projecting the, when he said pussy because he's probably like, uh, I don't want, I probably look like a pussy. I don't, right. I don't, don't want to be a pussy. And, yeah. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, well, I hope they are, uh, somewhere good in life, not getting beat up by people. That, yeah. That'd be, that'd be great. Um, should we see what we got here? Yeah, let's see what we got here. Crack into these. <laughs> let's crack these open, see what we got. So, uh, number one on the Billboard Hot 100 is still uh, Girls Like You, which is that Maroon 5 Cardi B song. It's officially overtaken Drake, uh, as has Lucid Dreams, that Juice World song, which is now number two. Uh, Better Now is number three. In My Feelings is all the way at number four. Um, and then uh, Kill Shot, which is the Eminem song, is number five. So those are the top five. Uh, number seven Teen. is, of course, uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named <laughs> with No Brainer, uh, which brings us to our first songs of the night, which actually is at number 13. Um... It's a song called Falling Down. It actually features Lil Peep and uh, XXXTentacion, R.I.P. So, uh, yeah, let's see what we got here. Probably a, probably an emo trap banger, no doubt. Cool. Let's rock it. actually made a mistake when I was uh, describing this song earlier. Um, not only did XXX Tentacion pass away, um, but so did Lil Peep. They're, mm. they're, they're both dead. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, the story behind this track is that there is a um, another rapper named I Love McConan, um, and he was working on a song with Lil Peep originally uh, called Sunlight on Your Skin, which is what that, which is what the hook was. Mm. And then Lil Peep died of a Xanax overdose. So after that, Tentacion heard it and wanted to contribute to it to make it a finished song. But then he died by getting shot, which means that this was the last song that, um, that X recorded. Mm. So that's really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of intense to feature to have two to have like two your two lead rappers on a song both be deceased. Yeah, like that's kind of intense. Um, what did you think of the song? Um, <clears throat> I liked it. I liked the I liked the tone of everything: drums, guitars, and. I thought the chord progression was catchy and had this uh, sort of nice, sort of serious, mournful groove. Um, I thought like the I thought the hook was catchy and added. I mean, like everything about the music of it, 
I enjoyed. I felt like it actually incited some sort of emotion and like got my attention. Yeah. Which is more than most songs that we hear. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it. Um, you know, the lyrics are really simple and repetitive, but it's okay. It's just sort of like trying to create this mood and emotion and to kind of keep you there. That's really the, fu- the function of the song to me. Yeah, and, I agree. And, you know, it the talking portion in the middle didn't seem corny, which it easily could have. It just seemed like, oh, they're making this sort of like maybe well, well, well-trodden topic or point, but it, it didn't feel... Uh, out of place or corny you know just basically yeah. that it's there's a sadness or a mis, it feels a little unfortunate how people people tend to get attention and credit and you know acclaim after they pass yeah uh, which is yeah it's really sad in a way um, yeah. especially for certain artists like that never get hard like anything at all while they're alive like Van Gogh like yeah there's this really nice video that Gabe showed me where it's like I forgot who did it but it's basically someone going someone taking Van Gogh and showing him how all of his works are in museums and like how appreciated and loved his works are it's from a Doctor Who episode right the Doctor Who episode and it just makes him like tear up and it's like that's a really beautiful uh scene or fantasy or you know idea yeah to have someone who's so troubled finally get to see you know how loved and appreciated they are yeah which is sad because he never he didn't get that really yeah and um yeah same with like Eric Satie he was another he was a piano composer who did these really awesome minimalist really pretty piano pieces and he also died you know penniless and then like I think it was like two or three decades later people were like man this guy's great (laughs) you know like cool um, Eric what? Uh, Eric Satie, S A T I E. He was French. Hmm. Uh, probably, probably one of my favorite piano composers, to be honest. Um, there's also this photographer named Diane Arbus, who is the same way. She she's actually the one that originally took the photo of the uh, of twin girls that Stanley Kubrick used for his inspiration for The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, and she. Even when she was starting to get more shows, she was not making a lot of money to live comfortably. So she killed herself. And then, like, literally a year or two later, like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, her works are, like, so great. Hmm. And you're like, damn, that's a fucking shame. Because that, was, that wasn't, like, decades later, like the, like the others. This was literally, like, a year or two later. And, like, her death, like, spurred all this, like, interest in her work. What was her name? Diane Arbus? Yeah, Diane Arbus was her name. Um, I think it's interesting, that line that... I think that's I think that's XXXTentacion in the middle, when he's like, your remorse makes you want to check them out. Like, it's not even, like, you hear about them and you're reminded, like, oh, yeah, like, this person's really cool. It's literally just, like, your remorse and, like, your guilt... Of not having given them enough attention, you're like, oh yeah, now is the time for me to check them out. Right. Which is like, I guess it's good because in a way, their 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 work is kind of living for them at that point. But it's really a shame that, <laughs> to me, that's that's one of the biggest like tragedies of art in general. 
It's probably the same with the X. I mean, you know, the dude had a very troubled life and did a lot of bad things, but I don't think half the people that listen to him now would have before or had he not been shot. Mm. So, I don't know, man. I mean, then you've got people like, you know, David Bowie and Prince, who, like, their music was very, like, was, like, a part of... It was, like, had a foundation before they passed away. Now people just, you know, remember them for what they were, and it's not like their music is being, like, rediscovered. Although I guess, like, some, like, unreleased tapes get dropped from people. Like in this case. Yeah. Or, like, in Michael's case. Which then makes me think about Drake using that that un that like untreated Michael vocal part for one of his songs makes me be like damn it's still weird <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about that yeah um I was, I was listening to like a couple of Drake songs recently just cause I was curious like yeah um sometimes on Spotify I just like look at how many plays how many streams everyone has mm-hmm. so I was like looking at Thriller by MJ cause I was like Damn, that's like his biggest album, and so many of the songs have like over a hundred million streams. Yeah, and um, so I looked at Drake's, and like Drake's don't have as many like over a hundred mm-hmm. like per hit, but like his big ones have like one of like God's Plan has a billion. Fuck. And then like a couple, and then like a few others are like between like two to four hundred million. That's insane, dude. Because, like, that's... He's, like, in the... You know, he's part of mainstream music now. When, yeah. Like, most people now is... That's, they're used to Spotify. Right. But I was, like, listening to music, and I was, like, damn, like, what is it about this? And I was listening to it more, and I was, like... Some of the mixes were really good, and they were just, like... It's, like, like junk food, where it's just, like, in, in instantly <laughs> pleasing to your tongue. Like... Yeah. Some of, like, the textures, like, sonic textures, just, like, the sounds were... Had this, like oral pleasure yeah but I don't know some of like the music and the beats and like his singing and voice it's like I don't know it doesn't like I wouldn't actively put it on right which is strange I don't know it's just me I agree I think that I think that a lot of the times when I listen to Drake it's not me choosing it but it's someone else playing it and I'm usually like oh yeah like this is fine like I'm down but I don't normally like seek it out so I, I I hear what you're saying. Um, I think I think you hit on a point though, where it's like Drake is becoming big, like in the time that Spotify is also big. So like you know, MJ was big in the time that like selling CDs was big. Yeah, that's why like his albums are one of the best selling albums of all time, is because like he was alive like during when that was like the best way to get your music out. Yeah, like vinyl and CD. Yeah, Yeah, and so it's like, had somebody like Michael Jackson been around when Spotify, when something like Spotify had been around, I'm sure we would see that reflected in, you know, however, whatever stream numbers. But, you know, and I hate to say it, because to me, Michael Jackson is eternal, but, you know, a lot of the current generation just, you know, they've got different priorities, and, like, MJ isn't always something that people just go to as, like, their, their like, go-to artist now. Um, because he is of another generation. Yeah. Even though his music is so good and, like, so timeless, I feel like 
people will oftentimes go towards what is in their like in their general vicinity like they'll they'll go to that first unless if somebody directly like introduces them to it yeah so Drake just happens yeah, to be that you guy gotta, you just gotta have like a little bit more music awareness to like yeah find and enjoy and seek just a little more yeah but I mean he still's got a ton of streams though MJ right like, hundreds of millions like I think obviously Billy Jean is the most and it's like close to like 500 million damn which is insane same with like Bohemian Rhapsody that's another, oh yeah like, Bohemian Rhapsody is like close to 500 million I'm like damn it I had no idea that, like, Queen was that huge and that song was that huge. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I knew it was huge, but that's, like, crazy. I, well, I had that, like, wake-up call when I was, like, 17 and I was at a party with my sister. Yeah. And there's piano, and then uh, Gabe was actually there, too. Uh, and Gabe was like, dude, play Bohemian Rhapsody, because I knew, like, the piano up until, like, the operatic part. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and I started playing it. And the party literally just, like, everyone stopped. (laughs) And everyone started singing the whole thing. That's amazing. And then, like, I stopped playing piano during the operatic part, and, like, they just kept singing. Nice. And they kept singing for, like, the intense rock part at the end, like... The Did they just acapella this shit? Acapella, like, <laughs> everyone just, like, sang the entire song, like, in a drunken... That's so great. It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. Isn't that crazy? I was like, damn, like, because, like, most of the people there, I was like, I would not have expected them to know the song, let alone know it well enough or been passionate enough to, like, sing the whole song. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Well, what's cool about a song like Bohemian Rhapsody is you really don't even have to know the whole thing as long as you're with, like, one or two other people that know parts that you don't. And like it's such a it's such a well constructed song and everything flows into itself so well that if like someone else knows any other parts of any of the song, then you can link them up and you can finish it. Yeah. Um, at this point, though, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody's become a pretty much like standard lexicon of <laughs> of, of our society. Yeah. Like, I think I don't know. <clears throat> there's just that point where you hear it for the first time and it just instantly goes in your head, you know? Yeah. Um. That's the power of Freddie Mercury. Pretty excited to watch the film Bohemian Rhapsody. I am too. I love, um, I love that actor. I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Rami Malek. Rami Malek. Yeah, I love him, and you know his eyes, his eyes are a little bug-eyed for to be completely Freddie, but I think he he's got the charisma for sure. Yeah. Like I'm sure he'll do great. So. Um, yeah, well, shall we move on? Yes. Yeah, overall, though, I liked the song pretty considerably, which I was surprised by, but I definitely liked it. Um, okay, well, after that, we have, um, we have the song Happier, which is at number 15. It's by, uh, Marshmallow, who we've reviewed before, and Bastille, who we haven't reviewed before, but have many, many big songs. Uh-oh. Are you, uh... Is not- that the, uh... Fuck. What's his big song? Like, his most popular I'm just gonna insert the clip right here, very dramatically. Wow. But, for Josh's sake, it's the one that's like, ew, ew. Yeah, 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 that one. That's the one. Um... Okay. Yeah. Whatever. We'll see how it goes. This don't feel right to me. I wanna raise your spirit. Well, 
Okay, before we review the song. Yeah. I always thought it was really weird, and I want to figure out the history of why marshmallow is spelled with an A. It's like marshmallow. Oh. Like, what the fuck is wrong? What's up with that? There's also no W on the end of his name. No, no, no. He spells it how it should... Like, he spells it, like, how it sounds. He put E. Oh, marshmallow. But the, but the like, the technical, like, the technically correct spelling is with an A. Marshmallow. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Why would you do that? Why, why is the English language... Why did they... How does that make sense? Right? Well, it's like, who looks at the word kernel and is like, that's definitely how you say that word. Kernel? Because it has two E's, huh? Because you're like, colonel? And oh, like, oh, oh. They're like, nah, it's kernel. I see, that that kernel. I thought you meant like a kernel of corn. Oh, right. No, that kernel is even weirder. Colonel. Yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of weird shit. Um... Yo, man, that was, um, that was a song. That was garbage. <laughs> yeah, I don't, there's nothing to say about that. Josh is like, it wasn't a song. <laughs> um, yeah, what, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. There, there's a fair amount of people I know who really like Bastille, and I'm not gonna fault them for liking Bastille. I think you can like whatever band you, you'd so choose. Supposedly they had some albums that were out before Pompeii uh, that were pretty cool. But from what I've known of them since then, they're essentially like a Imagine Dragon's Light. And uh, I don't know. They've just never really done it for me personally. And this song doesn't give me any stronger inclination towards them. I'm looking at marshmallows on Wikipedia. <laughs> They're a confectionery, and the confectionery yes, they are. is the art of making confections, which are food items that are rich in sugar and carbohydrates. Mm. Sounds just like what I want to put in my mouth. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Um, Can we also talk about how Marshmallow's image is blatantly ripped off of Dead Mouse's image? Yeah. Because I think he's even admitted. He's been like, yeah, really, really like that, so I'm just going to do that. Like, why on. does this picture of Marshmallow look so appetizing? Fuck. Because Marshmallow. So, oh, damn, that looks really yeah, good. It's looks, just so fluffy. Beautiful. Dude, I really just want a bag of marshmallows. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just gotten a bag of marshmallows and just eaten them? No. I flayed Chubby Bunny, though. Oh, my God. Chubby Bunny's the best. It's a fun game. Oh, man. Um, it's been a while since I played Chubby Bunny. What I, the f... Yeah. That game is hard as fuck, though. Yeah. Dude, why does... Okay. And the Wikipedia page is marshmallow. Uh -huh. There's a nutrition subsection. <laughs> okay. It's literally one, okay. one sentence. Just contains like, sugar, why period. It's like, okay, here's a nutrition section. Okay. Marshmallows are defined in U.S. law as a food of minimal nutritional value. <laughs> That's it. That's our only definition. That's so funny. Uh, Something devoid of nutritional value. <laughs> Wait, so does that mean that, like, that, like... So by that standard, then, like, fucking, like, gummy bears are a higher standard. Literally, that sentence has... 
Okay. Uh, our recording got cut off because my phone was being a dick. Um, it's not the phone's fault. Seth was uh, <laughs> Seth was low on memory on his phone because he downloaded the entire series and every film made about the Care Bears. Okay. Last night. Okay. <laughs> can you not? Can you not kink shame me on air, Josh? <laughs> I really appreciate that right now. Um, listen, I needed to know. I needed to know the full story. They shot superpowers out of their chest. It's amazing. Excuse me. It's their stomachs. Thank stomachs, you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man shoots out of his chest. Uh, Care Bears shoot out of their tummies. <laughs> their tummy. It's their tummies. It's not their stomach. Yeah, it's their tummies. It's their soft, huggable tummies. Um, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, mm. this song is super average. Um, I made this hilarious, insightful point <laughs> <laughs> about how the nutritional value of the marshmallow equates to the artistic entertainment value of the song. Yes, we looked up the yeah. Wikipedia entry for marshmallows, and literally the only sentence it gave is, marshmallows are, are defined as having zero nutritional con- <laughs> yeah. content. And Josh is like, that sounds pretty apt for this song. So that's we're just gonna leave it at that because I don't know how much more memory my space my phone has, and I really do need all those Care Bear episodes on here. So <laughs> we're just gonna have to move along. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see what else we got. Um, so that was yeah, that was that. Um, the next song we have is uh is called New New Patek. What? P-A-T-E-K I guess New Patek It's by Lil Uzi Vert He's the one that did that song with Kanye Last week and also did This is the guy who actually did Gucci Gang So Oh shit Without further ado Let's go God damn, that song was so long it had to fucking fade itself out. Yeah, that fade out was funny. The fade out was that fade out sounded super unintentional. It was funny because it's like the songs like there's no reason why that song should have more like be that fucking like <laughs> like why did we have to hear like the pre-chorus chorus and bridge like eight times five like, minutes why? and 43 seconds it's, like so unnecessarily long god damn and instead of just having a conclusion it's like no this just goes forever it's just it fades out because they, they don't stop they just keep going like literally i'm sure the uncut version of that song was like an hour long and it was just like at the end of it little Lucy Vert is just like listing off his groceries they needs that that was um that was painful yeah that's not that's tough to get through I looked over at Josh at the halfway point and I was like Josh we're halfway through and Josh just looks back at me and is like I feel like we're giving birth together (laughs) (laughs) except except there's no like beautiful conclusion no it's just all the pain and terror <laughs> without any of the beauty and, and like uncertainty. Life. Yeah. There's like no life and beauty. It's just the shit part of it. You're just like, am I going to bleed out? Is this how I die? <laughs> what is reality? God damn. So, not only 
not only was that song five minutes, not only was that song almost like ten seconds shy of being six minutes long, not only was his voice completely obnoxious, not only did the beat do absolutely nothing after you heard it the first the first time. But I think the thing that pissed me off the most about this song is that not a single one of his verses were on beat. Like, like none of them. Like, like I don't know if he has that skill. Like, I don't think he can do it. Like, you heard that, right? I wasn't going crazy. And they were, like, trying... They are probably trying to edit it to, like, fit, but they're like, fuck, this is kind of hard. Yeah. Like, maybe it'd be cool if it's a little bit off, and they just left it off. They could have edited it to make it fit, but they didn't. I Like, I don't get why they didn't... Like, I feel like that's such an easy fix. I think they... I think they thought that it's cool and people would vibe with it being off, but... No. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I didn't... God. God damn. Also, like, I don't know, man. Just the way that he was delivering his lines in the song was so, like, un, like not graceful and not interesting not even not, it was, it not was, even funny it was outright annoying to hear his voice it was so that made it really hard to it was like literally listening to nails in a chalkboard for like five minutes yeah it was really it was it was really tough to listen to <laughs> like if I were if I had to sit through that for like an hour I might murder someone <laughs> like I like if 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 yeah. I had to, like, sit in front of, like, this dude performing and I had, their gun was on a table, like, after an hour, if they're like, yo, you gotta stand this for, like, five hours, I might kill him before the five hours are over. You'd be like, hmm, that gun is pretty tempting right now. If I kill him now, I'll go to jail, <laughs> but I won't have to stand another two hours of this. Yo, what if their punishment was to pump that song into your jail cell? What then? I have to kill myself. <laughs> I don't want to get so dark. But... I mean, that would be the ultimate punishment. They should use this song for fucking jail torture. Um, maybe that's too far, but this is f- for sure bottom five. Absolutely. I don't. Th- I don't think there's a question. Like, um, not even. Yeah. This song was like impossibly hard to listen to, which I don't even know if I could say that about a lot of the songs that I've put in my bottom five. Like, a lot of the bottom five ones were at least were entertaining in how bad they were. A couple were unbearable. A couple were unbearable, but this song in particular was like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. You know, like, I feel like a song can't be this bad, and I feel like I'm just missing out on, like, a part of the story or something. But, wow, did it not have anything going for it at all. Can we also talk about the fact that he used the word stink in regards to, like, inviting a girl over? Yeah, he kept saying, take a shower, you might stink. That's kind of funny and fucked up. But I was like, what? Like, would you... But are they taking a shower after they bang because, like, the banging is so intense that she might smell bad? Or is it that he's found her on the street, but then he has to, like, fucking have her take a shower? Like, I don't get... I just don't get it, man. I don't get anything in this song. I feel like... I feel like I definitely lost brain cells listening to that. (laughs) I feel like the more I try and think about it, I can feel my brain cells, like, like fleeing from my skull. I, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't think about it anymore. 
I also don't like the line like uh, her last man's bank was a joke or something like that. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's like I feel like you money's important in so far as you don't want to be stressed about money problems. Right. But like aside from that, I don't like being there being too much emphasis on money equating to someone's like value or respectability or love worthiness. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. Like I don't know either. It's too it's too material minded, too shallow. It's too material minded, and I feel like all the jokes that he's trying to make that because there are some jokes that came across on that Kanye song that were legitimately like funny, but I feel like he's trying them on this song and just none of them are landing, and they all just kind of come across as like mean spirited and like not really that interesting. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. Definitely a hard pass on this one. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm not even going to talk about the production because, like, it's there's really nothing to talk about. Um, it was just the same kind of, like, somber piano beat we've heard a million times. Um, with rattling hi-hats and booming 808s. And outside of that, I mean, what more can you say? Insert Jay-Z line here. What more can I say? Um... Fuck. Well, is it still recording? It is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <clears throat> Let's go on to the to this last song. Um. Jesus. What? Oh. Oh no. Well. We'll see we how this. Get worse than that. I I don't think so. But this next song. But maybe. That's such a funny way of you saying it. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm very I'm very unsure. This next song is called "Drip Too Hard." Oh my god, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's hilarious. It might be like Big Bank last week where we might just end up loving it. Oh, that was fun. I would kill to have another Big Bank on this episode right now. Drip too hard. Is Drip it with too like hard. The, le- the number two or? I wish. No, unfortunately, <laughs> it's the word. If it was the letter, if it was the number, I'd be like, the song's already a winner. But it's it's by Lil Baby. If you recall, Lil Baby was on that Drake song. That was kind of boring. Featuring someone named Gunna, G-U-N-N-A. So let's fucking gun for this one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we went there. Yeah, you better believe it. Drip too hard. Okay. We we go for those edgy jokes here. Every other night another movie get made. Drip too hard, don't stand too close. You gon' fuck around and drown. Off this way, doing all these shows. I've been on the road, I don't care where I go, as long as I get paid. Josh, before we um, before we start the official uh, discussion about this song, wait, hold on. I feel like a child. I got boogers in the face. What's the fuck? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a line. Okay, all right. But what does that, what does that mean? You have boogers in the face. Do the are the boogers metaphorical for something? I, I don't know, like jewelry or it's very unclear. Right? Are boogers jewelry now? Is that what's happening? Is that a thing? I don't know. The train doesn't know either. Um. Well, I was going to say, before we start detailing the song, I would love to refer you to the uh, to the genius description of the song, okay. which I just happened to accidentally pull up. It states, 
Drip Too Hard is the lead single from Lil Baby and Gunna's debut collaborative album, Drip Harder. Just let that sink in. <laughs> Both the song and album title are homages to Lil Baby and Gunna's respective Hard and Drip series of mixtapes and albums. <laughs> <laughs> That, uh, <laughs> just, I love, I, I just love the story behind that. I love that one of them was like, wait, okay, I have a collab, <laughs> I have a series of mixtapes called Drip. You have a series of mixtapes called Hard. What if we combined them into an album and called that album Drip Harder? God damn. God damn, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's that's pretty amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> just fucking drip. Like that's your name. Oh my god. <laughs> When you had to meet will be like sitting around at like 3 a.m. be like, alright, I think I got the perfect name for my mixtape series. Are you ready? I'm gonna call it Drip. <laughs> uh, that's funny, but the combination is like, that's what's killing me. Oh but. man, Drip Harder. See, okay, here's the problem is I think this is lost in a generational thing. And I'll tell you why. Because when he said Drip, I remember the first Eminem Marshall Mathers album wherein he had a song called Drips, except it was related to a uh, a disease that you get that's an STD wherein your dick drips. Mm-hmm. I thought that was what it was a reference to, so I thought it was going to be like a funny cautionary tale. But apparently Drips is a referring to something else, and... I'm I'm very um, I'm profoundly disappointed in the fact that it was not referring to the STD because that would have made this so much funnier but alas alas it was not meant to be um god damn drip harder and this song is called drip too hard right Mm-hmm. Dude, you know what would be the best part about this whole project, though? What if all of their songs were just based off of the words drip and hard? Like, every song title? Like, intro is just, like, dripping hard. Second song is, like, hard drip. Third song is, like... Hardly dripping. Hardly dripping. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth song is this one, Drip Too Hard. Fifth song is like Drip Too, The Hardening. (laughs) Dripping even harder. Song six is dripping even harder. Song seven is like dripping harder, hardly dripping. Dripping less hard. (laughs) Dripping less hard. (laughs) The next one is hard and dripping. Hard and dripping. The next one is hard to drip. Yeah. (laughs) Getting hard to drip. (laughs) Getting hard to drip. The final the final song of the EP or of the LP would be um (laughs) So Hard to Drip. Um my God. Maybe they should call us and ask 
and they should ask us for opinions on the names for their songs. That would be great. Please call us. Please call us a little bit. <clears throat> we have so many ideas for you. Um, fuck, dude. Fuck. <laughs> this episode, what is with this episode, dude? This episode is so, so whack. Um, God. I almost want to do a fifth song just on principle, but I'm fearful of what it would be. We so, can't. and we can't. We can't break the format. Ugh. We've got to go with what we've been given. Good. I think we actually broke the format like one time, but we it was did. it was like our second episode I or can't something. Remember why we did what we did? I think we we're just having such a good time. We we're like, hey, we have a lot of forty. Let's just do one more song. <laughs> yeah. And we're actually we're actually pretty near the bottom of our forties this time, so we we rationed it out. But oh my god, so much. <laughs> there was just so much hard dripping this last song. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, okay. Is it ranking time? I mean, I'm, I'm ready. You're, I know my You're ready? ready? Okay. Know, yeah. Let's do it. Go for it, dude. Okay. <laughs> what yeah. is the Little Peep Tentacion song? Okay. Two is this song. Okay. I like, like, if I, again, it has that drunken at a party just vibe with the beat and the music aspect mm -hmm. where I could just go with that and be cool. Yeah. And it wasn't annoying. That's true. Um, three is the Bastille okay. song because it was very corporate cotton candy like annoying. Zero percent nutritional value. But it had some melody and variety and it wasn't like it wasn't inciting me to like murder frustration <laughs> levels that's true whereas number four what's the name of that song my last one uh oh god i don't uh, even remember yep it's just uh it, new new pet tech oh right yes that one i was like that was painful and, like, difficult to get through. That was, like, fucking... I hated that. <laughs> so that's clearly the last one, and it might... It's might... It will probably be my, like, number one. <laughs> at least, like, bottom five, number one, terrible, don't like this song. I mean, we've got this and multiple insert name here songs to choose from this season so it's gonna be kind of a mess for bottom five he makes he who must not be named he makes that guy seem charming or, I yeah mean, i mean that song makes that guy look charming that's damn all, that's right damn dude you know <laughs> i think my ranking is actually identical to yours this season this episode i think that looking back on it you know the little peep X, 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 Tentacion song was clearly the winner, which I think any other episode, it would have just kind of been like middle of the road. But there was, there was a sincerity to it, and there was an actual honest, like, interesting thought in it about, you know, like, regret causing you to listen to artists and look at art. So I thought that was interesting, so I'll give that the nod. Um, yeah, number two was this one, just because it was so... It was so silly. Can we also talk about how Lil Baby is, like, is like barely, barely able to enunciate any words? 
Did we talk about that yet? I don't think we did. We didn't talk about that. Oh my god. It's almost on it's almost on young thug levels of complete like like incomprehension of of lyrics or va- or words or consonants. It's basically all vowels. There's no there's no consonants in anything that little baby is saying. Um just, just like, listen to one of those sentences and tell me if you can understand a single fucking word. There's a couple that maybe you could just hear them from the vowels, but if it wasn't for that, it's just, just a mess. Even so, that song is definitely number two. Easily number two. Uh, number three is the Marshmallow Bastille song, even though it was so boring, but... At least it didn't offend me. <laughs> it didn't actively make me hate. It didn't cause me pain like like the Lil Uzi Vert song did. That song was was really, yeah, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. I can't even make a joke about it. It was just really, it was, it was hard to listen to. Um, fuck, dude. Like between the between yeah. between the lyrics just being not funny and just kind of mean in the chorus, and then his verses just going for the fucking Migos flow, but just totally not syncing up to the beat at all. To the point where I'm sure there was some kind of editing that happened. I almost felt like the beat was like moving around, right? Like I was trying to to think of it in my head as the beat was going. No, I think he just sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see if to see where that ends up in my bottom five because I know it's going there. But man, I don't know. That was a rough one. Um, well, anyway, I guess that's all the songs. That's all she wrote. That's all. She, that's what is that a reference of? Um. That's a really good question. I think it's a reference to. Uh, oh, excuse you. We got one. I think that's a reference to um, to the the Baroness uh, Von All the, She Wrote. The Baroness. Yeah, um, Miss All She Wrote was a um, was a very uh, tight lipped woman, and she would often say single sentences that would put men into a state of uh, uh, transfixed euphoria. So when people would say that's all she wrote, it meant, damn, that shit's done. End of story. I googled it. <laughs> and did you did you find something to co- corroborate my my claim? Um, page is loading. Oh, um, I'm so tense. I'm waiting. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Okay, it just says, okay, this one random-ass site says it's an American expression. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. You, ha- you had me at it's... It's such, like, boring... There's <laughs> a site that's like, but how did the phrase come to be? Let's find out. Honestly, like, this looks like bullshit, so I don't know. It's a lot of... A lot of really large um, font. I was talking about World War II, and it, oh. it's like almost claiming that Franklin Roosevelt. 
I thought it was from some like cheesy '80s TV show, but I, I guess not. Okay, hold on. Sure. Hold on. The Wicked. Wait, what? Have you heard of this? Wiktionary. Is that like a Wikipedia dictionary? Okay, origins unknown. That's the same as the other thing was saying. Oh, okay. No one knows where the fuck this came from. I thought it was a cheesy 80s TV show, but I was wrong. We just don't know, but it's it's a thing. I feel like it was that's used... That's all she wrote. Well, I guess that's all she wrote. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Put up. Um, shit. I feel like we should end this episode on something a little bit more uplifting, because I feel like these last couple songs were just, like, not not happening. Um... What's an uplifting factoid you can think of, Josh? Um, I can't think of anything. <laughs> when you said factoid, I thought about Snapple facts. Oh, okay. And okay. I remember, like, one of the Snapple facts was, like, America eats, like, some crazy amount of square miles of pizza a day. Oh, yeah. But I can't remember how many miles of it, but it's, it's a lot. It's like it's as much as you could imagine, and then that multiplied by like two or yeah, three. Yeah. Um, well, let me tell you an uplifting factoid to end the episode on. Then, um, did you know <laughs> that some otters, like sea otters, when they're paired and they're trying to sleep, but they're in a uh, in like a you know they're floating in the water like yeah. when they're sleeping. Some of them actually hold hands so that they don't lose each other when they sleep. Oh my god! <laughs> and you I'm, could, I'm like googling this right now. Yeah, and you can look it up. You can look up otters holding hands. Oh my god! <laughs> there's a lot of videos. Fucking adorable! <laughs> it's really cute. Holy shit! That's the best thing I've ever seen. They're sleeping in water and they're holding hands. And they're furry and cute. Oh my it's really, god. It's really cute. Seth, how did you find this? It's amazing. Well, I remember a friend showed it to uh, me. And I'm like, that's one that's going into my like permanent memory bags. My like- heart is breaking. <laughs> It's it's so amazing. Wait, which which picture did you find? I found so oh, many. Yeah, There's that's... like thousands of pictures of this. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. He's like holding his hand and then he's like covering his eye with the other oh, hand because it's too bright. Because it's too cute. Oh, they're just cuddling together. Oh my god. So uh <laughs> gotta leave you on that note. That's <laughs> so beautiful. We're gonna we're gonna go and look at cute otter photos. I can't stop. <laughs> Never stop. Um, well, we've been forties on forties. Thanks for listening. Um, if you feel like throwing a dollar towards us having to suffer through pop music so you don't have to, consider donating to our Patreon. www.patreon.com slash forties on forties. In the meantime, <laughs> I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And we're going to look at cute otter photos now. So, you're the best. We'll see you later. Time to time to <laughs> ogle some otters. Oh, my God. What the fuck, dude? That was uh, white. And that, oh, it's uh, so cute. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah.